Thank you for joining Dayspring Christian Church today. Our aim is to share the transforming love and power of Jesus Christ. Please enjoy a Sunday sermon already in progress. Luke chapter uh, 2, verse 8. In the same region, uh, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Father, we just ask that you speak to us, remind us, confirm in us, God, your will and plan for our lives, even in this season. Reawaken passion and excitement enjoy when we reflect on this Christ child. Help us, Lord Jesus, to have our eyes focused on you so that you are the center of all that we experience in this season. And we join in with the angels, giving you all the glory in the highest. So I pray in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. They told what they heard about Jesus. These shepherds told what they heard and what they had seen about Jesus. They wondered, they wrestled, they thought about it, they discussed it. What have you been told about Jesus? What have you done with what you have been told about Jesus? What have you done with it? Have you kept it to yourself? Have you told others about what Christ has done in your life and how you met him in that condition? Do you bring them back to the experience that you had? What was it in your life that you had to see for yourself about Jesus? About Jesus that convinced you that he was true and that the gospel was true? This past year, I, I traveled in first class for the first time. We have a friend of ours who's 
doing a ministry to the to the churches across the world and and he thought he wanted to test some things on Pastor and I and even day spring and and so he booked a vacation for us to go to Cancun and and he booked us first class. First time going in first class. I was excited going in first class. I've heard other people talk about it and I thought, man, I get to experience it for myself. And no matter how other people had explained it to me, it was nothing like experiencing it for yourself. You walk into first class and there's so much space. There's so much space. You have a space all for yourself. And there's all this technology around you. I felt like a kid in a candy shop, like or with a new video game. I'd be in the touch buttons and, and then they bring me a menu and they bring me a drink and, and I'm supposed to choose what food I want. And even, even the technology of the chair, I can press a button and my chair turns into a bed. And I thought, this is absolutely wonderful. This is great. But I felt like I didn't deserve it. I expected at any moment someone's going to come and say, hey, can we see your boarding pass? Because we don't think you belong in here because I just look too giddy. I just look too happy to be there. Everyone else who kind of knows that they're supposed to be there, they kind of look calm and cool. They got a pillow, blanket, I think, to cover your chair. And, and I'm looking at seeing what other people are doing, putting over, and, you know, putting over my chair. I'm looking at Pastor Lord every two seconds, like, did you see this? Did you know they have this? Do you know? And I thought those and coach would have come up and looked at me and shaken their heads. And, and I thought, man, this is absolutely wonderful. And I never knew when I would ever have this opportunity again. So I want to melt the whole experience. Because even though they give you a menu of stuff that you can eat, and you look at the menu of stuff that they're having back in coaching, they have to pay for, you can ask for it, and you don't have to pay for it. I'm like, this is absolutely wonderful. So on the way back, I thought to myself, I want to milk everything that I can out of this experience because I never know when I'll ever be up here again because I certainly can't afford it. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep and they woke me up because it was meal time and I ate the meal and I thought, okay, let me see if I can get a movie on. Let me see if I, you know, they, they don't give you the little dinky headphones that you get back in economy. No, no, no. They give you full headphones that go over your ear, your ears. You can't hear anybody. You're like locked in. And I fell asleep again. <laughs> Only to hear them say, uh, we're preparing to, we're coming close to Toronto. Please get your chairs up. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I thought if anybody in the economy saw this, they'd be so angry with me. Don't you ever come in here and waste that experience ever again. But the thing is, after coming out of the experience, I approached those who, and those who've been there before. And I'm talking about, yeah, this was cool, and that was cool. And the reaction was like, yeah, yeah, that was cool too. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, and then they had this, and you get the food, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Charles say, yeah. <laughs> They're so familiar with the experience that it's like nothing for them now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. See, the shepherds had a first class experience. First class experience. They're out in the field. And these shepherds possibly were shepherds who were taking care of the sheep 
that had to do with the temple because they had to ensure that these sheep were without blemish. And they were protecting them at night from the wolves and from the bears and those who would come to destroy them. And they're out doing their regular duty of taking care of the sheep. And, and all of a sudden the angel appears to them and begins to tell them about this Christ child. He said, unto you is born, you shepherds, Israel, everybody in the world, unto you today is born a Savior. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, a birth has taken place. And it's the Savior. It's the Savior. It's Christ the Lord. A Savior, not one who shall become a Savior or be a Savior, but one who is born a Savior. Christ the Lord. What a magnificent title. Only place where these words will come together to see an understanding of the Lord corresponding with the Hebrew understanding of Lord that this person was going to be or is the Messiah and he's born today and he's appearing to the shepherds and what did they do? We gotta go see it. We gotta see it for ourselves. The angel said, This is going to be a sign. When you go and you're looking for this child, you're going to find this child in a manger wrapped in cloth. What a contrast for a Messiah who is coming, but yet you're going to find him in a manger. And the shepherds were so used to the scene of a manger. They're so used to it as being shepherds because during the winter months, the sheep would be in, in uh, stables and be taken care of. And they would eat out of those mangers. And they said, hey, this child that you'll find is not going to be in a house. It's not going to be wrapped up in the crib. It's not going to be in a playpen. It's not going to be in a little cradle. This child, you'll know it's a child. We see this child in a manger. What a title to give the king of glory and to contrast that with a manger where animals would feed out of. Because you see, they would continue to look, or they would look for this child in the most prominent places. Right? They want to find this child in, in the palace. They probably want to find this child. If they were looking for the child in a good home, in a, a home that had all the lights, and, and the Ferrari that's in the driveway, like this expensive-looking place. But says, no, this Messiah is going to come in a manger. You'll find it in a manger. The Bible says in the heavenly hosts appear to them and begin to sing glory to God in the highest. What a scene for them to see. And they said, we're going to go find this child. we got to go find this child. we got to go find this child. And the baby says that they find the babe, just like the angel said, was wrapped up in cloth, was lying in a manger. This is the Savior, Christ the Lord, lying in a manger. And it starts the amazing contrast of his life because everything that we thought he was going to do that was going to be with such pomp and circumstance and, and with, with such glory, with, with, with such a, a prominence and, and, and to be a big show for everybody. He did everything opposite from what they all expected. He came as a manger. When he came to Jerusalem, he came in on a donkey. Did it come on a white horse? And this started the contrast of this king of glory who chose the humblest ways to come and chose to appear to shepherds. 
like shepherds. Why would they appear to shepherds? Well, as the shepherds were taking care of sheep who were part of the temple sacrifices, the shepherds would know how to spot a, a lamb that was without spot or without blemish. Who better to come than to shepherds who would be able to recognize and see the ultimate lamb of God take away the sins of the world? Have you met Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you, uh, um, uh, how are you working on that relationship with him? Have you got to the place where it's just, yeah, 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 I serve Jesus, like, yeah. Are you still excited about that experience of Jesus Christ? Are you still excited about the fact that he's a savior and he's Christ the Lord? Is there still an excitement about that, that, that the time when you invited him into your life, when you, you followed him in the waters of baptism and you, you, you secured your life with him for eternity? Is the excitement still there? Or has it faded out? Has it become a... Yeah. When you think about when you turn your life over to Jesus Christ, do you still have that excitement, that, that wow feeling? Or wow feeling according to the Koreans and Hindi? Are you at that place where it's just like, yeah, but yeah, just casual. I do this, I do that, yeah, I pray, yeah, yeah, I serve Jesus, yeah, I'm a Christian. Have you missed that special first time of your introduction to Jesus Christ? As you come into this Christmas season, is it just another Christmas of, of gifts, another Christmas of what you can buy, what you can give, what you can receive, or has Christ become a, yeah, he's in there somewhere. We fit him in there somewhere. It's really all about what we can do, what we can experience, the excitement of the gifts we're going to get, what we're going to give, the reaction of connecting with different people, but when it comes to Christ in the Christmas, uh, yeah, we've been here before. We get to the point where we even, we even make Christmas about what we gained or we lost during the year. And whether it's a joyful time of Christ who was born, or was it based on the things that we lost or we gained during the year, whether it's going to be a good time or a bad time through the year. So Christmas is not going to be a good Christmas because of the loss I experienced. It's not going to be a good Christmas because of things I experienced. So, it's not going to be a good Christmas because of the Christ now has been shifted to become secondary. The things that he speaks about, the things that he shows you about the Word of God, the freedom that you experience in your relationship with him, how he helped you in your everyday life even through this year. We come to the season and is our focus on Jesus Christ. Because as we come into the season, Excuse me. As we come into the season, we not only have our eye on Jesus Christ in the manger, we also have one eye on Good Friday when he's giving up his life for us. When it comes to Jesus, are we still talking about him? Do we still have a passion about him? Are we still saying Merry Christmas to others? Because we know that a Savior has been born, are we, are we professing and proclaiming like the shepherds did that a Christ the child has been born. See, the shepherds were the first to be told, and they were busy doing 
But they always do. They saw and heard the angel of the Lord, and they were afraid at first, but then, man, did they run to see and find this child. They saw and heard the hosts of the angels praising God, and they believed the angels that went in haste to find Jesus. They were the first evangelists. Because the Bible says that they began to talk to others about what they heard and what they had seen as related to Jesus the Christ, child, a Savior has been born. A Savior who's going to take away the sins of the world, who's going to rescue us from hell, who's going to rescue us from the wrath of God. A Savior has been born. A Savior who's going to die on the cross for our sins. Your Savior has been born this day. He's Christ. First we learn that he's a savior, then we hear that he's the Christ. And this word Christ from the Greek is equivalent to the Hebrew word for Messiah, the anointed one. Uh, this Messiah was someone who would be, who was promised in the Old Testament 400 years before uh, Jesus even came on the And they were waiting for this Messiah. And so when the angel said, Christ the Lord, they knew that this was the Messiah. This is who we were waiting for. This is what would change everything. This baby is the promised Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the anointed one. Have, have we got to the point where even though we say Merry Christmas internally, we know within our heart we've removed Christ out of our Christmas? We're ashamed or afraid to even talk to people about our faith as it pertains to Christmas. He says he's the Christ. He's the anointed one, the one that was promised. He says he's Christ the Lord. Not only is he Christ and the one who's promised as a savior, but the angels said that he was now Lord. He is, he's a savior to rescue you from your sins. He's the Christ, the anointed one, and now he's Lord. And if they were associated with the temple, they would have known what this meant. This is the one whose name they could not pronounce in the Old Testament. Old Testament. By calling him Lord, the angels announced that this is none other than God himself that has come into this world. By saying that he is Lord, the angels are showing the shepherd that he was not just a mere human being that was born, but rather this baby is divine. See, no other religion can claim a Savior, Christ the Lord, but we have a Savior, Christ the Lord. The angels tell the shepherds that God was stepping into creation himself to save it. God was coming himself in order to save you and to save me. God himself showed up in the neighborhood and dwelt amongst us. God, the Lord, became human, took on human flesh, ultimately to give life as a sacrifice for us as sinners. This isn't just a good holiday to celebrate with gifts and a good holiday to, to get together, but this is a time to reflect that God saw us in our need, in the mud, in the clay, worthless, and he came himself 
for you and for me. God came in the flesh in order to save us. When we grasp this truth that this baby is wrapped in swaddling cloths and was lying in a manger, when we grasp the fact that this is Almighty God, remember that, that cartoon, you know, big cosmic power in this itty bitty living space. Almighty God is laying in a manger. Almighty God who's looking over heaven and earth is laying in a manger. And he came for you and he came for me at this Christmas. I want to bless you as families to get your excitement back about Christ in the Christmas. That above all the challenges that you could face, the anxieties of the season, you will be excited about the fact that a Savior has been born and he died on the cross for your sins. And we would get back the passion, the compassion, the passion and the drive and the excitement about the fact of what we had seen and what we've heard about this Christ child. And we go beyond ourselves and, and our feelings and our emotions and the things that we get or we don't get, and we focus on Jesus Christ that has kept us together, kept us in the right mind, washed over our families, and becomes the center of all that we do. I want to pray that you celebrate Christmas uplifting your Savior and speaking about him to those in your family, those at work, those in your neighborhood, about the Savior that has been born. Are you still excited about when you heard and seen that Jesus Christ and experienced him? You heard the good news? Do not be silent in the season. It's never before in the history of time do we see where Christians need to proclaim a Savior that has been born, that is Christ the Lord. As much as they want to phase him out, as much as they want to replace him and, and, and make him into a mere man, now is a time and the season where as the church we need to proclaim that a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. So as we go into prayer, I want you to ask Jesus to renew your excitement about his birth. Renew your excitement about the fact that God came as a baby. And he lived and he died to save you. I want you to ask Jesus to give you the boldness to proclaim the things that you heard and seen in your experience about Jesus Christ. And if you have not experienced anything about Jesus Christ, to ask God, the Father, to reveal him to you. And I want you to pray and ask Jesus to protect you from the things that would cause you to drift away, drift away from always seeing him as Christ the Savior, and the Lord. Because you see, we can make so many things our focus in the season. And we can hear on the news and, and see it on social media where the focus of things want to be with elections and with, with changes, with bills, and, and, and with Parliament, and, and all these debates and arguments of, of what's happening with children and how they're being presented. But we need to bring people back to the Savior, Christ the Lord. And we are the ones to do it. No one else is going to do it but us. So with a big smile, tell people Merry Christmas. 
bless them this Christmas. Let them know the joy that you have because your Savior has been born. Those who are, who are bogged down with anxiety or depression or feel like they have no hope, remind them that your Savior has been born. Christ the Lord. And now things will be different from here on end. Let's pray. As you go into prayer, I just want you to stand. If you could just gather around as a family. Just get close to your family. They may be on the other side, but just grab them close to you, around you. If you're by yourself, just join in hands with the, the row that's above you, in front of you, behind you. Just go find them. Go find your family. I know there are those of you that are also watching and you're part of some of the families that are here. But I want you to pray for each other and your family. Just pray that God would renew your excitement about the Savior that has been born. That whatever has replaced, whatever has fogged, whatever has taken your eyes off of Jesus Christ in this season, of all the plans that you have, of all the things that you can emotionally be going through, that Jesus Christ would be exalted and elevated. I know there's some of you who have family members who don't know Jesus Christ. Use this season as an opportunity to talk to them again about Jesus Christ. In fact, that there is a Savior that has been born. He's Christ the Lord, and He's their Savior, even though they don't know Him. He's their Savior. So let's pray. Go ahead and pray for each other. I want to pray for you.